Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to learn and share stories about how God works all things together, writing a story of good because He is faithful and good. Think about it, 2020 has turned many of our lives upside down, so who couldn't use a major dose of hope? I'd like to ask you to share this podcast with friends or on your social media outlets and perhaps review it on Apple so others will find this podcast easily. Every Wednesday, I'll be chatting with a friend who I know and respect, one of our Redemption Press authors, who will not only share a personal Romans 828 story, but also help to give you tips and tools for your life journey. Two episodes a month, we'll have an additional interview with a well-known author, and sprinkled in along the way will be additional Romans 828 stories from our She Writes for Him bootcamp graduates and others the Lord brings my way. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I am super excited to bring back onto the All Things Podcast, Miss B.J. Garrett, Redemption Press author, as well as one of our newest team members. So first things first, I will give her a proper introduction and then share with you a new amazing Romans 828 story in her life and the life of Redemption Press. BJ Garrett recently wrapped up a decade of service for the Christ-Centered Abortion Recovery and Education Ministry. She holds an Associate of Divinity degree from Baptist Missionary Theological Seminary, and she has served in church ministries as a youth director, singles director, missions director, and women's ministry team leader. She and her husband Jay live in Texas and enjoy spending time with their children and grandchildren. Her award-winning memoir, Unwanted No More, is an amazing story of the redemption of God. As a preteen shattered by a sexually abusive father and an absent mother, B.J. Garrett is left unprotected, unloved, and unwanted by the people who should have loved her most. Instead, B.J. finds herself wanted by the wrong people for the worst reasons. Her search for self-worth leads to sexual promiscuity and unplanned pregnancies, which only further warps her view of love, leaving a trail of broken relationships. It's not until losing everything to the blaze of a house fire that the course of BJ's life takes a turn toward a God whose love is pure. With the shadow of shame lifted by her newfound faith, BJ makes a startling discovery. She's been wanted all along, and her new love-filled life comes with a call to ministry. Written with soul-searching vulnerability, this story shows that regardless of what you've done or what's been done to you, there is hope and redemption in a relationship with Jesus. Unwanted No More reminds you that no matter how ugly your past, you can experience unconditional, beautiful love and a life of purpose. We are so excited to have her on the Redemption Press team and introduce you to her in her new role. So let's roll that conversation. 
Well, BJ Garrett, welcome back to the All Things Podcast. It's been a little bit since you were on last, but uh, it's a delight to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. It is always a pleasure to do anything with you, Athena. I love this podcast. Yes. Well, we're kind of talking today specifically just about how God just, it was so miraculous the way that he brought you onto the Redemption Press team, which neither one of us saw coming. And I just love the way he works. So I would just like to have you share from kind of, well, first tell us just a little bit about your story, because there may be some people listening don't know about your story and, and your memoir and 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 what God has done with that, which led up to you coming to work for Redemption Press. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard because I know I've been on your podcast before, but I came from a lot of ugly. My mom actually tried to trade me for a much, not tried, she did trade me for some frozen groceries when I was about 11, 12 years old. I just had lots of ugly, lots of Lots of men had access to me through my early childhood years. I was often the payment for whatever we needed, the rent, Mm -hmm. a utility bill, that kind of thing. And from having those situations kind of poured into my life, I then as a very young, young child, young teenager, began to just spiral out of control and making very unhealthy, promiscuous decisions and by age 14, I was pregnant with my first child, became a mom just a few days after I turned 15. And I mean, you can, I mean, imagine any 15 year old, I have a 22 year old now, and I can't even imagine her <laughs> being a mom. But so, but God's grace was good. And, and, you know, I loved being a mom, but that really just kind of spiraled into me working in the sex industry, having multiple abortions and just, just making terrible life decisions until the Lord finally rescued me literally from the pit and drew me out and saved my life, saved my husband, saved my children. We surrendered into full-time ministry and, and now here we are. Wow. And And you, and you worked for what, five years? in the care mm-hmm. ministry, which explain that. Yeah. So I actually, I was part of the care ministry for almost 10 years, not quite 10 years, starting as a client from post-abortion recovery, needing healing from my two abortions. And then I went on to volunteer and then I went on to serve as one of the leaders, then on the board of directors for several years. And then the last little over five years, I've served as the executive director for the nonprofit itself. Yeah. Right. So you, I love that God would take you from being a client to being in charge of that whole ministry and how God just blessed you in that and blessed the ministry in that. That was just so cool. It was amazing. And, you know, which, which is kind of ironic. That's kind of what he's done with Redemption Press, right? I came to you as a client, as an author, desperate for help, really just needing like, 
affirmation am I supposed to do this? And and you remember, I mean, I was just in tears. I had had so many roadblocks trying to tell my story. I knew without a doubt God had told me to write my story, but I didn't know how to write a book. And so when I got, when I finally found you, when God put Redemption Press in my life, it changed everything for me. And, you know, and this isn't what this podcast is about, but really it was that journey that, I mean, I, I just can't even really put into words. I'm an award-winning author now and I can't, I don't have words. Imagine that. But it was, it was so fantastic because I went from not knowing what to do. And I had literally, and, and I don't know if you even remember this, but it was like a 30 page paragraph of just verbal vomit of my story on this page. And I do remember that. It was terrible. It was terrible. I was telling, I think Micah the other day, I said, I had two chapters done when I met you. And so your Hannah was actually said, okay, well, I need you to, you know, send me the rest of your manuscript. I was like, um, that is the rest of my manuscript. That's all I got in such a mess. And, but, but the team with Redemption Press, they prayed for me and they, they really just ministered to me through the whole process of writing my book. And it was so therapeutic. And that's not what it's about. I mean, I had obviously received a lot of healing before writing my book because you kind of need to be healed. But but it's different. Writing your story is so different than telling your story. And and there were just days where it was so hard. And I, I mean, I was digging up like really ugly things and having to, with the help of my writing coach, really just tell those in a not disgusting way because they were disgusting things. Right. And I didn't know how to do that. So Redemption Press helped me to do that. So let me, let me stop you right there and say, so you had been speaking and sharing your story from the platform for how long before we got to where we met? Oh, probably at least in a very public setting, at least five years. Okay. Yeah. And, and definitely, you know, when you've got the voice inflection, the body language, that all of that going on when you're on a platform sharing a story, it is just, it doesn't, you can't just take that script and plop it in a book and have it work. You have to pull out way more of the emotions, way more of the description again. And when, because you're dealing with a topic that's very sensitive, you don't want your readers to stumble or get triggered. So how do you do that in a way that tells the story without re-injuring or injuring others? Right. Because it's such so emotionally charged. Right. And it was, it was so hard and I didn't know. And I mean, Sarah was phenomenal with helping me with that because really we had to show what was happening to me as a young girl without really painting a very vivid picture, which kind of seems different because you, I mean, you want it to be very descriptive and all of those things. And you want the reader to feel what you felt without in this specific context, without really painting those pictures so vividly that they then are actually seeing what's happening. Right. And, and it was, I mean, it was a fine line of, of really hard, of really hard things. So, yeah. And you and you would never have won Memoir of the Year at the SELA Awards had it not been done tastefully and in a way that 
res would resonate with the reader and they would know that you've been through hard stuff yeah. without it being a stumbling block for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would not have ever wanted anyone to ever read my book if it would not have been for Redemption Press. Like I know that now my, my original plan was to just be super secretive about it. I was going to do the free self-publishing through Amazon. And then I could mark my little, I, you know, I wrote my book from the Lord and then no one would ever know any better. And I could just say, well, I did what you said, God. And praise the Lord, he had another plan. And and I will just like even even in the very beginning when Redemption Press had come in, and I knew, I knew I was confident that it was a good book by the time it was released. Well, because Redemption Press won't put out something that's not good, first off. So uh, I knew that I had the confidence of that. But even at that first initial you know, release, I was terrified because again, telling my story in a 30 minute presentation or a 45 minute presentation mixed with scripture and Bible teaching and little snippets of this and that, that was way different than this book where literally I am so vulnerable and people are fixing to know all of my stuff and things that I don't often share on a stage are included in the book. And it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Even though I knew it was well-written by this point, the reality is that these people, many people that I know and love were going to read this. And it, it, girl, it was hard. It was hard. Well, it takes great courage, let me just say, <laughs> to do It's like standing outside and locked out of your house with your underwear on. You can't get back in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty terrible. And when people would say initially, they're like, oh, this is so great. When are you writing your second book? And I'm like, do you not like me? Like, why would you wish that on me? Why would you ever wish a second book on me? Like, that's just mean. Now I'm starting my second book and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But at that time, like it was, it was so hard. I never, but then like for me too, I never aspired to be an author. I never wanted to be I never wanted to be known for writing. I don't just love writing. I get to work with author now, authors now, and they love to write. I'm like, that is not my story. Like, I don't love to write. That is not my passion. I love to talk. We can talk all day, all night. I'm in. Please don't make me write. It is not a, a craft that I'm good at. I'm just not. But by God's grace and with the help of Redemption Press, I wrote a really cool book that won Memoir of the Year. Woohoo! Yes. So we were at the Christian Communicators Conference this year, and that's where we first met three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I just remember sitting in that conference and you were just like, just all over the place. You were like the Redemption Press cheerleader because you were just like, you know, praising God for all he had done through the book that, you know, we helped you bring, you know, deliver into the world and, and allow it to get out there to the people who need to be encouraged. And I, I was just sitting there going, oh, I sure would love to have her on our team. She's so amazing. <laughs> okay. So I just set it up. So now I'll let you tell the rest yeah. of the story. So it was really, I mean, I have that is so genuine. Like you, anybody that watches this or listens to this, they have to know, like, sincerely my heart for Redemption Press. I love Redemption Press. I love 
every single person that I worked with in my journey of publishing my book. Like I can't even, I really can't even put into words how fantastic my journey was. And so, and, and then again, like as I'm at these different conferences and I see you and I watch your podcast and I've been the guest a few times on your different podcasts and that's an honor, but just watching all the lives that are touched and ministered to through Redemption Press. And then at this particular Christian Communicators Conference, there were three of you from Redemption Press there, you, Shelly and Carol, Yellow Girl. And I just thought, wow, God, like, how cool is it to be them? Like, they get to do this. They get to help people tell their God stories. And I didn't know really at that time, but God was really preparing my heart to let my ministry go of abortion recovery. And so just full, you know, full truth. I know I did an amazing job for this ministry. God used me and my story and used care to kind of elevate my platform a little bit and give me that audience. And, and I brought care from kind of nothing, tiny, tiny to, to great. And, and God allowed me to do that. But the reality was, is I had taken it as far as I knew how to take them. And in the impact is needed much further than that. And also because of my book now, I have been able to grow my speaking, you know, calendar a lot more. And I couldn't commit the time to run this nonprofit when my heart was to really be on the stage and to, and, you know, to write the second book and just different things. And so I just was really praying. I'm like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do this. And, and if you really want me to let care go and, and just let it go and not have anything else, then, then I'll do that. Like, I want to be obedient, but God, please don't make me do that. Like, please give me something else. And I mean, I was just like, ding, ding, ding. I, I think I shot you a text and just said, well, if anything ever happens and, and within moments, you're like, I have the perfect plan and perfect position and, I mean, like, I don't want to exaggerate the timeline, but almost like within 24 hours, almost you had sent me an offer and my husband and I prayed about it and it was like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm going to do this. And we took a giant leap of faith, knowing nothing about the publishing industry, just knowing that. I've watched these people serve their authors. I've watched these people serve me in this journey. And, and if they're helping people like me tell their stories, then I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the team that helps bring these God stories to fruition and, and just be a piece of that. And now here I am. Ah! <laughs> and crazy. I remember when you messaged me on Facebook messenger and said, you know, I love my job. I'm really not looking for another job. I love my job. And I've, you know, people have offered me other jobs over the past five years. And I just haven't even had a desire at all to take them, uh, any of them up on it. But just in case there's ever anything that mm -hmm. might open up a redemption press where I might be able to serve, I would love to have you consider having me on the team. Yeah. And, and I just was like, because I thought about that when I saw you, but God wouldn't let me say anything. That's crazy. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. Cause you know, I'm a, I, I'm a get it done kind of person. So yeah. normally I would just like, 
hey, BJ, we should talk about it, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And God wouldn't let me do it. Yeah. And so he had to work in your heart he to take that step of even asking. Yeah. Well, you know, and honestly, I think sincerely from my heart, when I first messaged you, like I kind of thought maybe I'll go to conferences with you or maybe you'll want me to, I think I mentioned a long time ago, if you ever need someone to talk about how they raise money for their book, you know, I would love to do that because I had no money for my book and it's a lot of money to do it well. And so I guess probably in my mind when I first kind of reached out, I was kind of thinking, well, if you ever need me to like advocate for Redemption Press, then, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what I meant. I don't know what I meant. I know that I just was sitting there and I was praying and it was just like the Lord said, you need to text Athena. And so I did just on a whim and here we are. are. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I just love how God works because that has been my heart for the last probably year and a half is to have more of our team actually be published authors with Redemption Press because then they understand the process. They understand the industry. They understand everything about because they've been through it. So whether they're a project manager or uh, in marketing or, you know, in, in acquisitions, whatever area to have already been through the process and had a good experience. And even, I mean, we even have a couple of people who've had, you know, bumps along the way that we resolved. And just to have that kind of a team that um, that is, you know, it's just like, that's who I am. I've done every kind of editing that we offer. I've done it on different books. Yeah. So I'm like a product of this thing that I get to, you know, bring to people and share with people all the time. And so the idea of you being, I mean, just after you won at the SELA Awards and, you know, I mean, that was kind of the icing on the cake. It was like, this is a no brainer. Oh yes. She needs to be on this team. Well, I did not, I did, it was a no brainer for me, but I didn't realize it. And, and like, just seriously, seriously, even through that whole season, I didn't even, I didn't even recognize that God was changing my heart and moving me from care. Like now it all makes sense and hindsight's always 2020, but none of that really made sense in the moment. And, and I just remember this unsettled feeling in my heart. And I, and I just kept thinking like, God, please don't make me let go of this ministry. Like I love this ministry. I still love this ministry. I'll still be a part of this ministry for as long as I can. I love what they do. But I just knew that my time there was over and that didn't make sense to me. But now that I get to work with these authors and like, and like I was talking to a pastor today that's writing a book and his story is very similar to mine. And he didn't know how to write a book and he's got all these, you know, things. And, and like, like, I just know he needs to do this and to be able to share with him again, the, the financial thing is, is a, it's a roadblock. And, and I'm like, look, I get it. I didn't, I didn't have $1 in my bank account, probably literally when I signed my contract, like God had to provide in miraculous ways. And he did. And now look at what's happened. And what is also really cool. Again, like 
like spoiler alert for anybody that's watching, but when I was going through the process, I remember Hannah, who was my project manager, you know, praying for me and saying she was praying for me and saying that the team was praying for me and, and all these things. And, and like, in in that I had been told that Redemption Press says no a lot to a lot of authors. And I think probably honestly in my heart, I was like, well, they're not going to say no. If you pay, if you're going to pay to do it, they're going to do it. You know, like I probably in my heart, I just thought that. And also, I think I probably thought the whole praying thing is kind of just in passing. Oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. But I didn't, I don't know that I really grasped that she was sincerely praying for me. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm on this side of it, and I get to see our team praying for our authors and praying for the, just God's wisdom and just how much prayer goes into each and every product, each and every every project. I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. And also like, this isn't a good thing necessarily, but I've had to say no to several authors since I've been on staff. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. We really do say no a lot to a, that. They're just not the right fit for us. And they said yes to me like that. Just, I don't know. It's just, so if you get a yes from redemption press, that's a big deal. Because we don't say yes to just anybody. And we really do care about our authors and we really do pray for them. And like, ah, oh, that's just to be a piece of that, Athena. Like, I just feel so blessed to be a part of this team. It's amazing. Mm. It's, it's a lot of fun. Well, the feeling is mutual and it has just been so fun to watch you just jump in and add value and just really be that cheerleader for us that, you know, I, I knew you would be, and you have absolutely lived up to all my expectations. So it has wow. been just a delight to have you with us and watch God work. I always love it when God's got a plan and we get to see it come to, you know, come to be. Yeah. And it's just, it's just been such a reminder of his goodness, his faithfulness. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. He, he always has a plan and he, you know, I just love, he doesn't waste any of our experiences, even the good ones. Right. I mean, yep. like so many times in my life, I can look back and see how he's used, you know, the traumas in my life, even the abortions in my life, even the being paraded into churches by my mom at a young age to get money from churches and how he used that. I mean, like he's used all of these things in my life, but all of a sudden, this is probably my first experience where he used a really good experience in my life to then use to, to kind of highlight another really good experience. If that makes any kind of yep. weird sense. Yep. So it was, he doesn't waste anything, not the good and not the ugly. He will mm. use all of it. And that was just really cool to be a part of. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to just throw this at you because I didn't tell you I was going to have you do this before okay. we got on here, but I would love to have you just close us in prayer yeah. and pray for that person who maybe has a story. Maybe they're afraid to tell their story. Maybe they just don't really know what to do next. Why don't you just pray for them? Yeah, I will. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, I am just so humbled 
for this opportunity to just come before your throne and lift up that man or that woman that's watching or listening to this podcast. God, I know the fears when you have this story that is just bubbling to get out and maybe you don't know how to tell it and maybe they don't know what the next step is and maybe they've tried or maybe they've just been too scared to even type one word on the page or maybe they they typed a whole bunch of words and they don't know what to do with it next lord whatever their journey is i pray god that you would just confirm in their hearts that their stories are important and that they can make an impact for your kingdom's purposes lord and god i pray that you would give them the courage to just google redemption press and hit submit manuscript at whatever stage they're in lord whether it's a 30 page paragraph of verbal throw up like mine was, or if it's a already has rounds of professional editing, God, just whatever stage they're in, please help them to connect with us and help us to come alongside them to serve them well with grace and excellence to tell their stories that you have placed within their hearts. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. And God, I just, again, thank you for this opportunity to serve in this ministry, God, to serve authors. Lord, what a cool opportunity to help people tell their stories. I love that. And I'm humbled that I get this opportunity. Lord Jesus, it's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Amen, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending a little bit of time on this Friday afternoon is when we're recording it. So thank you for being with me today on the All Things Podcast. And just it's always a delight, my friend. The feeling is quite mutual. Have a great weekend. You too, my friend. Bye for now. Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.